Hello, and welcome to the Untitled Gen X Podcast. A podcast hosted by two childhood best friends dedicated to the pop culture that raised us. I'm Kate, a writer, a midwife, a current day pop culture know-nothing, but nobody puts baby in a corner when it comes to the pop culture of my youth. And I'm Lori, a writer and pop culture lover who's still not over how my so-called life left us hanging. Happy almost New Year's, y'all. And as we know, it hasn't been our day, our week, our month, or even our year. And since we can't ring in the new year with friends in real life, we figured our TV friends, Monica, Chandler, Rachel, Ross, Joey, and Phoebe were the next best thing. Yes, we're talking about my comfort show, Friends, specifically season five, episode 11, the one with all the resolutions. Hey, Kate. Hey, Lori. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. It's almost New Year's. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm ready to put this year to bed. (laughs) The dumpster fire that is this year. (laughs) And I just, I'm trying to have faith because like, you know, everybody is like, oh, like 2020 is the worst year ever. We just need to get through it. And I'm like, but is the devil, you know, better or worse than the devil, devil you you don't. don't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've never really subscribed to the whole put the year to bed, brand new year. It's a fresh start. Everything's going to be amazing in the new year. I've never been a believer in that. I'm like, look, every year brings its challenges. But I do think we can all agree 2020 has brought many, many, many challenges. Many challenges we weren't quite expecting. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I have been looking forward to 2020 for 18 years. My son graduated high school this year. 2020 was going to be a big year for him. Congratulations to your son. Yes. 2020's always been like this year that the families look forward to. This is his next big step in life. And of course, like he didn't get it traditional graduation. He didn't get a prom. He's doing school online and he hasn't stepped foot on campus at all. And so it's been weird in a lot of ways because while everyone's like, oh, 2020, the start of a new decade. I'm like, yeah, for a lot of people, it was going to be the start of their next chapter, but it's different. (laughs) It's the new chapter. (laughs) It's the new, the new kind of new chapter. Yay. What do your New Year's plans look like this year? I mean, it feels stupid even asking people, but do you have like a special New Year's tradition? Do you create like maybe a vision board for your new year? Do you have any sort of best practices or routines, rituals that you do to bring in the new year? I don't. Uh, My New Year's go one of two ways. Either (laughs) I'm at a party with my friends, which happens some of the time, right? Uh, or I'm in bed <laughs> asleep at midnight. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm usually, we usually get together with friends and don't stay till midnight because I don't like to be on the road with all the people who've been drinking. But I used to work with this woman. She was hilarious. I was in my like early twenties and she was probably in her mid sixties. Like she was near retirement age and she was a single woman. And I remember she used to tell me like every year around new year's, she's like, the only way to ring in new year's is to have sex at midnight. I do it every year. It's something (laughs) I'm committed to doing. And it is the only way to bring in the new year. It's the only way. And I just remember being like, 
Oh my god, I can't believe she said that. She would tell she's everybody talking about sex. She's talking about <laughs> sex. She's a woman of a certain age. Like I was a prude in my early 20s, I suppose, because I was just shocked by that statement, but she subscribed <laughs> to it. And you know what? She might not be wrong. I mean, she she was a believer. Okay, so I'm just going to say to everyone out there, if there is a person in your COVID bubble that you enjoy doing that activity with, do <laughs> us all a favor and just just to be sure at midnight, go ahead and, and do what Lori's former coworker I suggested. I mean, will it turn around the year? Maybe. I don't know. I don't have anyone <laughs> in my COVID bubble, so I can't help with this one. <laughs> and this is not the time to be adding people to your COVID bubble. No. No kissing on New Year's this time with no, if, if they're not in your COVID bubble. Don't start now. No. Nope. Please. But if they pre-exist in your, if, if they've been pre-approved for your COVID bubble. <laughs> pre-approved. Then, you know, it couldn't hurt and it might be fun. I mean, I guess hopefully it doesn't hurt. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If it does hurt, please stop. (laughs) You're the midwife. You can give the advice. Having lubricant on hand is never a bad idea. Oh, wow. But yes, if it does hurt, please stop. (laughs) And the podcast took a turn. (laughs) Sorry. This happens when I'm in conversations. It's me. It's my fault. It's all that work in sex education. You know, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you just, that's what I do. Well, speaking of kissing at midnight, let's talk about friends. Okay, so as you know, this is my comfort show. I literally yes. watch it every single night before bed. I've seen this episode and every episode probably 10,000 times. You know, it's one of those shows that like I watch it every night and sometimes I don't really watch it. Like I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the colors and I'm hearing the sounds, but I'm not really watching right. it. And it has a distinctive sound, like my comfort show Gilmore Girls. Like it has kind of a cadence to it. It does. I don't know, something about the the purple walls I find soothing. I, I don't know why. Picture, the 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 picture behind the TV and yes. the apartment. Like, mm-hmm. It just it, it feels like you're at a friend's house. There you go. It's aesthetically pleasing to my tired eyes every night. So right. in this episode, which by the way, let's just start here. It aired on January 7th, 1999 to 27 million viewers. That's a, a lot, lot of people. people. This is a popular show, huh? Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> so weird. <Who> <laughs> This is brand new information. Uh, the friends on this is season five. They made a hundred thousand dollars an episode. I believe that by the end in season ten, they were making a million an episode plus all that money from syndication. So the friends are doing all right. I mean, they were sadly underpaid this season. Clearly, but thousand per. When we think about holiday episodes of Friends, we always go back to Thanksgiving because it's such like a big Friends thing. Thanksgiving. Friendsgiving, right? But there's actually three New Year's episodes of Friends. Did you know that? Uh, I do now. (laughs) So there's one in season one, episode 10, the one with the monkey. This is when they all make packs not to bring dates to New Year's, and yet they all bring dates to New Year's, and Ross doesn't have one. So this is when we're introduced to Marcel. I wasn't a fan of the Marcel storyline. It was awkward. So Marcel was Ross's date. And of course, there's this episode. And then there's the one you and I, we both love this one. (laughs) The one with the routine, season six, episode 10. This is when Joey's new roommate, Janine, the beautiful Elle McPherson, invites the gang to dance on New Year's Rock and Eve. And this is when we see that brilliant dance routine between Ross and Monica. That is just so iconic. Right. They're lovely, graceful Filled with talent dancer. Good one. That's a good episode. 
It is. It's funny. But we chose this one because of two simple words, leather pants. And we'll get into those leather pants. Well, we won't get into those leather pants. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's getting into those leather pants. (laughs) Ross has got to get out of those leather pants. Yes. So we open on a New Year's Eve party in Monica's apartment. It's 1998. So we are getting ready to ring in 99. Chandler tells Joey... Now, keep in mind, Joey's the only one that knows about their secret relationship right now. Just to bring you up to speed, if you're a little behind on your friend's timeline, this is where Chandler and Monica have been having a secret affair. Since London. Since London. So we haven't even gotten to the, they don't know that we know that they know that we know that all of that. So that hasn't happened yet. Right Right now, only Joey knows. Only Joey knows. And being the keeper of that secret, that's, that's a heavy burden. I was trying to consider, did we ever have any secrets like that among our group of friends? Or was was I the one that didn't get to know and now I still don't get to know? (laughs) Well, let me tell you on the (laughs) podcast in this really public Mm. forum. (laughs) No, I don't actually think I've ever been the keeper of a really big secret like that. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I am still the keeper of a secret about a crush that you had in middle school. And I have never told anyone. I'm proud to say. Wow. Sometimes I think about him and wonder how he's doing. Yeah. And you all will never, (laughs) never know who it was because I'm not good at keeping secrets, which is really something that you want in a healthcare provider. Well, I'm actually great at keeping secrets for no other reason than the fact that I have a terrible memory. Like someone will tell me something and be like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, that's cool. I already forgot. Like legit. You're like, what was that secret you told me? (laughs) I I don't remember. So it's good. So Chandler tells Joey, look, I want to kiss Monica at midnight, but I can't because nobody knows. And Joey, who was really, did you notice? He was wearing, by nineteen late 90s standards, I mean, this sweater that he was wearing, it was so Cosby. Was it the one with the boxes on the front or is that later? That's later in the episode. This had like okay. weird squiggly lines on it. It, was, uh, it didn't look like something Joey would wear. Interesting wardrobe choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Joey tells Chandler, you know what? I got you. Like, basically, I'm a good wingman. I'm going to figure this out for you. So Joey goes to Ross and he's like, who are you kissing at midnight? Because you can't kiss your sister. And Ross is like, who's kissing my sister? Joey's like Chandler. And Ross is like, oh, man. (laughs) Joey's like, like, my best friend's kissing my sister. (laughs) And Joey's like, who do you want kissing Monica? Me or Chandler? Right. He's like, good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Joey is a better kisser than Chandler. I would imagine so. He's had a lot more I mean, experience. So Ross chooses Phoebe. Fine. Joey goes to Rachel and he's like, I'm going to kiss you at midnight. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, you can't kiss Ross because of the history. And like, who do you want to kiss? Me or Chandler? <laughs> ah, good point. Good point. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. True. 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 Yeah. So it's finally midnight. We ring in 99. Monica and Chandler get their kiss. And- Once the party is over and everyone's gone, Ross says, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no divorces in 99. (laughs) (laughs) To which Rachel has to remind him that his pending divorce to Emily, is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Because he said Rachel's name during the ceremony. So that's still pending. So then he's like, only one divorce in 99. (laughs) (laughs) Which as it turns out, 
this actually isn't his only divorce in 99. Because later, Ross and Rachel drunk Mary in Vegas and have to get divorced that same year. So he is the king of divorces. Divorces are Ross's thing. That's what what he does. (laughs) He is the guy that likes to get married and divorced. So. Two right. divorces in 99. Woo! Did you notice that Ross made like multiple resolutions? Like he didn't name them all as resolutions, but first he was like, only one divorce in 99. Yes. Okay. So that's one. And then he says, I'm going to be happy this year. That's two. Yep. And then he says, every day I'm going to do one thing I've never done before. That is my New Year's resolution. So actually, Ross, you've had three resolutions. Right. That, you've made that's a lot. Three. Yeah. Like I can't even manage one. Have you ever made a resolution and actually like saw it through for the duration of an entire year? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, no, I have like, there was a time in my youth when I perhaps was less jaded than I am now where I would be like, yes, I'm going to start working out. And like mm-hmm. me and like all of the other million people right. you know, who descend upon the gym January 1st would be there. Right. And then at a certain point in my life, I scrapped the resolutions, but there was a time in my life where I did go to the gym pretty regularly. And then, and then I would just dread New Year's because I was like, oh, now, cause I, I would swim at the gym and uh, I was like, now like the pool is going to be so crowded, crowded. Yeah. for like three weeks and then it's going to be fine. But I would like to be able to continue my training program during those three weeks. And it's going to be really challenging. These are so. the Johnny come lately's. Yeah, I I don't think that I've ever made like a distinct resolution. I have done things strangely, like in January. Maybe it's that whole new year, new mindset. I want to start a healthy habit. I have done that, but I don't like to call it a resolution. I feel like that's too much pressure. It just jinxes it. It does. Like I a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to start walking and I started doing that in January. And I have kept on with it for a couple of years now. I'm yeah, a, you have. Yeah, I'm a very like I'm a serious walker. She is. She's and, a serious walker. She has a coyote whistle. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I do, I have a coyote whistle. I, I had a situation once where I was surrounded by three coyotes and I was alone and it was really, really terrifying. But it's something that I've been able to keep up with, but I didn't say like, this is the thing I'm going to do this year. It just kind of worked out that way. It just happened. It just happened. And, you know, interestingly, I also don't have like a a ritual that I do, which I'm all about that sort of thing, about like marking time with some sort of like... I feel like it would have like some sort of lunar significance for you. Like you're very spiritual in that way. And I feel like the new year with the moon. Right. But it's not always, right? Because like our calendar isn't on a lunar calendar. Okay. So it's not always like a new moon or a full moon. Okay. And yeah, so I really don't. And you know what? Maybe better that way. I mean, I feel like if we put too much pressure on the end of 2020 specifically, we're just bound to be disappointed in 2021. Right. Nobody pressure 2021. We need 2021 to feel as relaxed as possible. (laughs) It's very important. Treat it with kid gloves. I do think we might scare 2021. Right. Don't scare it. Don't be like, oh, we're so glad you're here. (laughs) Don't come on too strong. Just be like, oh, hey, 2021. Uh, I'm breezy. I'm breezy. (laughs) I'm breezy. (laughs) Yeah. Just be like, uh, did you, did you want to come to this New Year's party? Sure. Because like you could totally come. No pressure. No pressure. Like come, don't come. It's It's really all the same to us. Plenty of food. (laughs) 
it's it's cool. Like, come, don't come. We hope you do come, but like, we'd love to cool. see you. We'd love to. We miss. We've you. been waiting. We've been waiting for you, but no, not I mean, like but it's too fine. Much. No pressure. Just, just, a, just cool. Everybody, be cool. <laughs> cool man don't scare 2020 away no no, no, no don't. <laughs> you just jinxed it i don't no, know I where the- i didn't this can be edited out uh- <laughs> where's the wood i i'm serious you need- okay are, are we cool it's, it's real we cool wood. it's real wood uh we're totally cool please okay. y'all don't scare 2021 away yeah 2020 can like hit the road jack okay so (laughs) moving on (laughs) moving on so phoebe has some redonkulous idea that she's going to pilot a commercial jet whatever that's her resolution yeah it's phoebe chandler makes fun of her and she's like you know what maybe your resolution should be that you don't make fun of your friends because Chandler does make fun of his friends he does chandler's that chandler's the guy who like doesn't like to be teased but he likes to tease everybody he else. He can dish it out, but he cannot Chandler's take it. Guy. Ross says, like, Chandler, who are you kidding? I bet you 50 bucks. Well, at first he's like, I bet you 50 bucks. You can't go a year without making fun of us. I'm like, I would not take that bet. A year is a right. really long time. That's not right. worth $50 to no. Chandler. But then he says, you know what? Forget that. I a bet week. you can't go a week. I bet a you can't week. go a week. He's like, please. I got it. Joey's resolution is to learn how to play the guitar, and Phoebe offers to teach him. And Monica, I don't know, Rachel says something gossipy, and Monica says to Rachel, I think your resolution should be to gossip less. Okay, so Rachel's our gossip. Interestingly, later we go on to learn that Monica's resolution is to take more pictures of them together, but apparently... I think it might be in the DVD. Monica had actually, it's a cut scene, and Monica had actually made a resolution about being less like type A. Oh, that's a good one for her. Yeah, it is better. a good one for her. That would be like a resolution that I made and uh, wouldn't be able to keep. And then like something happens. I think something spills. I don't know. Something catastrophic happens and Monica freaks out because that's just who she is. That's just who I am. Type you know, A. I wonder like, why, like, did they just feel like they had too many subplots going on? Maybe, so they got rid of it? Maybe because the whole like take more pictures. I'm like, all right. I know. Cause at first I was like, wait, what, what was Monica's resolution? What was it? And then I remembered, oh, it was take more pictures. And I, I mean, at least at this point in the story, her and Chandler have this thing going on. I do feel like there's a lot of points in Friends where like Monica's character, you're kind of like, oh, poor Monica. I read this years ago, back when Friends was on. Like TV Guy did a poll asking people like, who's your favorite friend? And like oh, yeah. Monica was like rated the least likable. And that made me sad because I'm definitely most like Monica. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm totally like Monica. Yeah, I'm a Monica. I, yeah, like that that episode where Ross dates the messy girl. Oh, oh my God, I love that episode. It's so good. <laughs> it's called The One with the Dirty Girl. I don't know what season it is. Oh my God, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, and like at the so end, good. Monica like shows up at her door with all her cleaning <laughs> supplies and I'm like, that would be me. <laughs> yes, I heard there was a mess in here. I'd like really like to help you out. I dated a guy once who was pretty messy. And in fact, it, when we first started dating, he would not let me come to his apartment. And at first I was like, are you are you married? Because- <gasps> Oh yeah. I mean, I would think that too. Yeah, like at a certain point I was like uh and he's like no I knew you were gonna think that I'm just really messy and and like he how messy oh. like, like what are we talking about here it was bad it was like 
hoarders bad? Just Not dirt? Like, like never ran like, a vacuum? Doesn't own a vacuum? No. So this was really interesting. <laughs> he had so many cleaning supplies. Oh, Lord. I have an appropriate number of cleaning supplies that I use, and then I buy more when they're empty, and, and that's how it goes. Uh, but I was like, for him, like, this is his issue. This is like when I go to the grocery store, and I buy a bunch of healthy food, and then I eat takeout all week. <laughs> Okay. Um, So yeah, I actually once spent a whole day at his house just because I was. I actually remember this, Katie. You and I were on the phone for like four hours that day, just talking, shooting the shit, and you were cleaning hardcore, and you were just like, I can't believe it. It was like a lot. It was like, and the thing was, like, he wasn't a hoarder. He just like you were consolidating things, and you were like, and like deep cleaning. And I was doing a lot of deep cleaning, and and I mean, and it was lovely when I was done with it. Was he able to maintain it? He did. Yeah, I hope that uh, whoever he is with now appreciates all of my hard work because that I think helped him to turn a corner. And that's really positive. It's funny that you say that because. Some of us have just grown up cleaning our whole lives. I have probably the cleanest mother. I have I have Monica times a thousand as a mom. She does. They talk about like someone's floor being clean enough to eat off of. And I think most of the time when you hear that, you're like, ha ha ha. Yeah. No, like her mom's <laughs> floor, I would eat off. Like her mom's floor is possibly cleaner than my plates. Okay. So she's super clean. So I grew up in an environment that was very clean. And my mom, you know, I was always responsible for cleaning my own bathroom and keeping a clean bedroom. Remember how I, how she used to call me in from playing and we would like dump out every drawer I owned and we would clean. Yes. Yes. And you had a lot of chores. Like I can remember like you like emptying the kitchen trash and like taking that around to the whole rest of the house to get all the other trash. We did that every day. Like, like we dumped trash every day. Like there were things that we did in my house. And so I grew up learning how to clean and learning how to clean. I guess I'm using floppy finger quotes here properly, but you know, this is not something that people just grow up knowing it's not instinctive. It has to be taught. And I have two boys. They have their own bathroom. It is the most disgusting place on the planet. Boys bathrooms are icky. It's gross. I cleaned it for years, but then they reach a certain age where I'm like, I am so tired of cleaning this bathroom and having you guys just destroy it because you don't know the energy or, you know, how gross it is when you don't keep a clean bathroom. So I've made them start cleaning their bathroom and they didn't know how to clean it. When I first asked them, please clean your bathroom, they both stood there. I like took out the things, they had the rags, the sponges, everything, and they didn't know how to use these things. So it sounds like with this ex of yours, it's like he probably was just honestly never taught how to do it. He literally came in one time when I was cleaning the toilet and said, oh, it never occurred to me to clean anywhere besides the bowl. Oh, Lord. You know what? There is pee behind the toilet. I mean, I, I'll tell you, there is... There's yeah. pee everywhere. There's pee everywhere. everywhere. There's there's pee all around the floor. You have to the clean toilet. the floor. All, yeah. You have to clean behind the tank. Like, I, I don't right. know why. You clean that whole zone. Oh, yes. That whole zone. The entire like, throne needs to be cleaned. Back to friends. So now we're at Central Perk, and... Ross gets a pretty blonde girl's number. That's his new thing he did today. Yeah, he like got a girl's number and she wrote it down on a napkin and Chandler reads her name and it's Elizabeth Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Swoggle. And let's all remember 
that Chandler can't make fun of anybody or it's going to cost him 50 bucks. And he's about to implode. Like the name is just more than he can handle. Right. Although I do have to say, who gives their full name to the person they're giving their phone number to that they've just met? It was safer in the 90s. I still didn't do it in the 90s. I don't know that it was safer in the 90s. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there was no, I mean, there was the internet, but it wasn't. Quite I mean, when you today. think about it, like you used to have to give your number to people. Like now you would just give an email. Like if you weren't, if you met someone, you'd be like, you know, what? If, if you didn't feel comfortable, I don't want you to have I think what number. the kids do these days is they're like, uh, they give them like their Instagram. Yeah. Or, this yeah. is my social handle. Yeah. Yeah. Slip into my DMs. We'll do it that way. So Phoebe begins teaching Joey how to play the guitar and, but she doesn't want him to touch the guitar. Like God forbid. And she right. says- I don't know the names of the chords, which is actually untrue because in earlier episodes, she does know the names of the chords, but that's okay. Like, we'll let it go, Phoebe. Right. But it, I mean, it is a funny episode because she just names them all like Bear Claw, Old Lady, <laughs> Turkey Leg. I try to play the guitar. I'm not particularly good at it, but like, you do have to put your fingers into these weird shapes to Definitely. play chords. I support you, Phoebe. Yeah. And Chandler witnessing this is like, well, some might find this amusing. I find it regular. (laughs) Regular. I find it regular. It's great. We have a friend that uses the phrase medium. It's like, hey, how's it going? Medium. How was it? (laughs) Did you guys have a good time? It was medium. And in reality, a lot of life is medium. But we like don't tend to say that. We're like, it was great or it was awful. It was medium. Medium is the the equivalent of fine. Yeah, Yeah, fine fine. is my, it was fine. Which honestly, fine is never fine. Right. I was going to say, if you ever ask me how I'm doing and my answer is I'm fine, you should be very concerned. So we then see Phoebe and Rachel and Rachel's wearing a leather jacket. This is like heavy leather episode. And it reminded me, leather was like kind of a big deal in the later nineties. I mean, it's been a big deal in various forms But like in the 90s, that whole like Wilson's leather era to have like cool leather jackets in various colors, like a nice Merlot leather or like an olive. So Phoebe and Rachel end up going back to Monica's and and Monica and Rachel's are still living together at this point. So Joey shows Phoebe, like, I've been working on my guitar skills. Like, this is my old lady hand. And and she's like, ooh, have you been practicing? And and she finds out that he stopped by the guitar store. Gasp. And touched a guitar. Yes. Well, she finds out because she smells his hands. And she's like, strings, which, you know what? Strings do smell. Mm -hmm. They do. There's a very distinct. Your hands smell weird after you've held a guitar. So she gets mad at Joey and she's like, do you want to learn to play the guitar? Then don't touch one. So they're all there in the apartment and Ross comes in with Ben and he is wearing a blousey blouse and black leather pants. And Chandler's like, Ross is wearing leather pants. People like Ross don't generally wear these kinds of pants. See? And he's like pointing at his butt. They're very tight does no one else see that he's wearing leather pants like his head's about to explode like first it was hornswoggle now he's wearing leather pants like i just cannot with you ross i'm dying here you're killing me dead right right and then ross says oh you know i there's this leather shop that i pass all the time and i just thought it smells so good and i've never had a pair of really good smelling pants and he like says this as he's looking at chandler like right <laughs> but right. i have to say so and i thought about this and i thought 
have I ever had a pair of really good smelling pants? And the answer to that is no, I've never owned leather pants. My pants have a very neutral odor, except. Well, corduroy doesn't really smell. I may have a lot of corduroy pants. <laughs> I'm a child of the seventies. You're crunchy. You're I canola. Crunchy. I like Girl corduroy. loves her corduroy. But I did, it did jog my memory that there was a situation once where I had to go to a big box store and buy some clothes one morning because I like did not have anything to wear that day. Like whatever I wore. Like was the... it like a walk of shame situation? No, I was. Oh, with damn, my that would have made cousin. for a good story. I just grabbed a pair of jeans from Target, and um, those pants for the entire time that I owned them smelled like mothballs. Like it didn't matter. I, at first I was just like, oh, this is what happens when you like pull pants off the rack and wear them. But no, it didn't matter how much I washed it, what I washed it with vinegar. I don't like nice smelling things, mothballs the whole time. So I have not had good smelling pants, but I have had gross smelling pants that had nothing to do with me (laughs) making them smell that way. I don't know that I've ever had good smelling clothing, but I have worn leather pants. Katie, I wore leather pants as a pregnant woman to a Prince concert. And this is why Lori will always be cooler than me. Always. You know, I wouldn't do it now. Like this was, this was 2002. So apparently, I mean, this episode aired in 99. Leather was a thing. It's really probably the coolest thing I've ever worn or done. Yeah. And yeah, I think I peaked in 2002. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) yeah, I think it's all been downhill from here. Yeah. Honestly. It's possible my coolest days are yet to come. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think the best of me is still hiding up my sleeve. Is that is that John Mayer? It is. Yeah. Um. So okay, the friends are like, we like the pants. The pants are cool. And then Chandler leaves, and the friends are like, we don't like those pants. No, they're bad, bad pants. Yeah. But Ross was ca- kind of like, yeah, yeah. But then he decides to wear them on his date with Elizabeth Hornswoggle. So I'm like, if your friends say the pants aren't awesome, why are you wearing the pants? Because he's going to do one new thing every day this he year. And he's got- on day two. Okay. All right. Whatever. So this is when we learn Monica's resolution is to take more pictures. That's really boring. <laughs> Phoebe's quizzing Joey on the names of the cords. And there's more, Katie. There's tiger and dragon and iceberg. And he's trying to remember like iceberg. And he's like, mm, mm, uh, iceberg G sharp. And she's like, G sharp. Have you been studying the real names of the cords? And they get into an argument because you know what? He's questioning her methods because they're a little out there, just like Phoebe. And um, right. he pulls out the yellow pages to find a real guitar teacher. And I was like, the yellow pages. So many phone blasts from the past oh, in this episode. <laughs> yes. it was. There was a lot of phone work. It was very phone heavy. And those yellow pages, what a waste of paper. I mean, it was all we had. It was all we had. We- yeah. It's what we had to do. But like, it's so weird that all of our names used to just be in the and like sometimes people's addresses like your name and your address and your phone number just right there in a book for anybody to look up online dating has turned me into like an internet sleuth I can find almost anyone with like really scanty details about their lives like I'm remarkably good at it a lot of people become like armchair detectives and like solve cold cases I decided that I was going to do that in my old age because I'm a real lover of true crime. Yes, you I'm are. like, yes, we have to use these savvy skills right, for the benefit of humanity. Yeah. Like somebody just cracked the, <gasps> the Zodiac, the Zodiac killer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the cipher that has still, been a mystery impressive. for a long, long time. I could talk about that in great detail, but this is an episode about friends. <laughs> 
and New Year's, not murder. <laughs> kind of murder 2020, get it out of here. But just don't scare away 2021. Uh, yeah, yeah, agree. Gentle, gentle. So Rachel's now in the apartment and she goes to pick up her giant ass cordless phone to make a call. And she overhears Monica on the phone. Because remember that? Remember, like, if you picked up a landline and someone else was already on the line, you could hear what they were talking about. You could. But, like, when someone else would pick up a phone, you'd you hear a clip. Generally hear them picking up the phone. But, okay. But not if you, were re- if you were good at it. Rachel knows nothing about it because. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. She hears Monica say, I can't wait to be with you. I'll sneak over. I'll just tell Rachel that I'm doing laundry for a couple of hours. He says, laundry, is that my new name? (laughs) Oh, you know what your nickname is, Mr. Big. And then Rachel literally screams before she hits the hang up button. Did you catch that? I totally caught it. And I was like, here are two people who are terrified that others are going to find out about their little affair affair. that they're having. And now, and I mean, it's a very Rachel scream, right? It's a very characteristic. (laughs) Also, Monica's like just in the next room. So she'd be like, oh, I just heard that in stereo. What? That's true. Uh, I didn't even consider that. More evidence. I guess we just have to suspend our disbelief and imagine that that's not what happened. So we pan now to Ross's date, and he's at Elizabeth Hornswoggle's house. And man, for a first date, like she already invited him over to watch a movie. It's like, right. Mm-hmm. Forward. Okay, Elizabeth Hornswoggle. And they're snuggling on the couch watching a movie. And Ross is very, very hot in his leather pants. Like, I have had that issue on a date where I have made a clothing choice because it looked good. Yeah. And because I'm a fall wardrobe kind of girl, my Mm -hmm. favorite time of year is fall when Mm -hmm. I can wear like a sort of cute undershirt and then like a nice cozy cardigan sweater kind of thing over Mm -hmm. it. I enjoy that look immensely. boots. And sometimes I jump the gun on it a little bit because I'm like, oh, it's chilly in the morning. It'll be fine. And then I'm just miserable. But often it's like that I have a tank top on underneath and I don't really want to like have the tank top on for the rest of my date. And so I just sit there and I suffer. Like if you get into like a private space, you're like, oh, air, bring on the air. (laughs) Right. And like if you've been drinking some wine, you're already feeling hot. And then he snuggled up to her and... Things are getting hot and not in a sexy way. They're getting hot in a, as my husband calls it, a swamp ass sort of way. I don't know if if it's like predominantly something that happens to men or it happens to lots of people. I sweat on my upper lip. This is the place where I sweat the most. That's funny because- I sweat like around my hairline so that, and then it's awful because it's like, then it looks like my hair is wet uh, or greasy or something uh at that spot. And like, I'm like, no, it's just, it's just perspiration. I'm not even talking about like, I'm working out sweaty because when I'm working out, I'm sweaty everywhere, but like just hot in an environment. I'm like overheated. Yes. Yeah. That's where it like around my temples and like my hairline. Under boob. Oh, under boob. Yeah. Under boobs a thing. If, yeah. Unless you have like the right bra on. If you have like a bra that like settles in just the right spot, you can avoid that. Okay. I've never had that because under boob is always an issue. I bet it depends on the size of your breasts and whether you can sneak some material under there <laughs> and have it stay put. <laughs> oh God. It's such a thing. We could edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but why? That's just more work. So back to Ross and his swamp ass. He, he goes to move on the couch. 
and his pants make this horrible like fart sound and he's right. he's like it's the pants it's the pants on the couch <laughs> and elizabeth looked really cute though like she was wearing did you did you clock it a crushed velvet like baby doll dress in this like really cute lavender it was very delia's do you remember delia's catalog oh, it was a yeah. big deal in the 90s like when the delia I don't even know that I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah, Delia. When the Delia's catalog would come out in the 90s, it was everything. Was it Delia's? Delia's. Yeah. Yeah, it was Delia's. Um, But she looked really cute, but Ross did not look cute in those leather pants. So No, and he was super sweaty. And Ross excuses himself to the bathroom, and he pulls down his pants because his pants are on fire. So and hot. Oh, sweet relief. It is cool in this bathroom. He sits on the edge of a cold tub. He's like, oh. <laughs> Which, like, I feel like you, like, feel his relief. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, that would yes. feel really good. Like, so he goes to put them back up, and he's like, uh. Well, first he goes to the sink because he can't get cool enough. So he goes to the oh, sink. Oh, yes. And, like, I'm sitting there going, like, don't add, don't add cold water. Like, that's a bad idea. Cold water is not going to help this. But he does. He does. And then he can't pull his pants back up. And he's no. like, um, okay. So he calls Joey for help, which was an interesting choice. I don't know that I would call Joey well, for he help. Didn't. He called Chandler for help and Chandler oh, wasn't home. So, so in his panic, it. he was like, sure, I'll take okay. Joey. I need somebody. Okay. Uh, which Joey is good for a lot of things, but. Like uh, a kiss at midnight. Right. So he tells him, I got really hot. So so I took <laughs> off my pants and, and they must have shrunk from the sweat or my legs expanded from the heat. And he sounds like he's going to start crying. And he's like, I can't get them back up. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know that I've ever gotten. Okay, that's not true. I have gotten stuck in clothing. I haven't gotten stuck like I couldn't pull something back up. I've gotten stuck where I couldn't get out of something. This this happens to me regularly with sports bras. I have a really hard time getting sports, <laughs> sports bras, bras are off. hard. They are. And it's like, if you weren't already sweaty before, damn, you are after you get that sports bra off. Because that is a workout in right. and of you itself. Know, it is a shame that we don't have an endorsement because I actually have a sports bra that I really like. Just uh, shout them out. Uh, shout them out. They deserve to be heard. Yeah. So she fit, like it was all over my Facebook. And uh, one day I was like, I'm going to try it because like I had decided to take up jogging. and But not as a New Year's resolution. No, this was like a <laughs> midsummer resolution. And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to need a better bra. And so I thought, well, I'll try it and we'll see because I have not had great luck with bras. But the magic of this bra is that you can tighten it and loosen it like super easily. So like you can oh, make it a I little, love oh, that. and it zips up in the front. I love that. Like an easy release after a difficult workout. Like I need to be yes. able to take like off you my can clothes. Just easily. Let them free. Yes. This like, shouldn't be workout free. part two. So she fit. Good job. We love you. So there was a time where I was stuck in a dress at forever 21. But this Ross situation is so much worse because yeah. Joey asks him, like, is there powder around? It'll help absorb the moisture. You'll be cool. He's like, there's baby powder. Right. He's like, powder, there's powder. He's just, he puts so much baby powder right. all over. Like, he's just shaking it all on the inside. I'm like, what right. do you think? You're wearing black leather pants, man. 
Right. And it's going to be like all over her bathroom. Yeah. Like this is not a good plan. And right. he tells them they're not coming on, man. <laughs> no. You know, it's so funny though. Like as I'm watching this and he was trying to like pull these like black leather pants over his skin. All I can see is like OJ trying to like slide that glove over it his hand. Fit. <laughs> you must acquit. And I was just like, oh yeah, I'm having flashbacks to that. <laughs> <laughs> So Joey asks if there's Vaseline because, you know, petroleum jelly is the answer to this. And he's like, well, I see lotion. I have lotion. Will that work? Like he's so desperate. And then he puts lotion all over. But there's this funny moment where he puts it back by his bottom and he's like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And And then he clocks himself in the head with the lotion, which was actually an accident. And it was so funny that they decided to leave it in the episode. Like that was not written in the script. It just happened. And he's just a mess, right? He's got like this paste of lotion and baby powder, like on his forehead and his hair all over his pants. Like he's, he's a mess. You know what? David Schwimmer is so good with the physical comedy. He's really like, like Ross is such a goofball, right? And like, he really commits to that as an actor. He does. I love it. He's so good. All of the goofballiness. But I think we all have times where you're like panicked about something and you're trying to make it better. And like (laughs) everything you do just makes it worse. And you're like, speaking of which we have to talk about this. So this day, embarrassing situation, everything gone wrong reminds me of a viral blog post that my dear, dear friend, Anna Lind Thomas, Anna Lind Thomas wrote. She's amazing. She's a writer. She's an author who has a book coming out next year. She's a podcaster. She's a humorist. She's an amazing friend and human being. But she wrote this viral post called The Fart That Almost Altered My Destiny. And Katie, I shared it with you. You How funny is that? I was dying. Okay. It went viral for damn good reason. And what it's about is Anna went on a first date with her now husband and it was a good date. It was going well. And she had been eating a certain diet. She'd been having this like healthy lifestyle, whatever. And she went out with this guy. She really, really liked him. And they went out to eat and she's like, I don't want to be that girl that doesn't eat on the date or eats my like picky food. I'm going to be the cool girl, right? I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be merry. It's going to be awesome. And they go, they have this awesome time. They eat all the things. They drink all the things. They go shopping. He buys her really nice shoes. He buys her really nice shoes. Then suddenly she starts getting some stomach pain and she's like, oof, my stomach kind of hurts. And he's driving her home and she's dying because she has such terrible gas. And she's like trying to hold in this horrible fart. She says, quote, my God, help me. I have a horrendous fart on deck. I'm in trouble, big trouble. And she's like, people, hear me. There was nothing I could do. As impressive as I am with sphincter control, this was out (laughs) of my hand. Slowly, it eked out. The more I tried to stop it, the more it forced its way through the door. Okay, wait. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, however, to my pleasant surprise, there was no sound. I sat silently, sweat accumulating above my upper lip. Just like me, she's a lip sweater. Okay. And if only sound was all you had to worry about. Right. She's like, okay, I'm cool. This is okay. She's like, okay, maybe I got away with it. Maybe I'm home free. Then it hit me, Katie. Then it hit me. Not an idea. 
a cloud, <laughs> a horrific fart cloud, not in a, mm, am I smelling something sort of way? <laughs> More like in a, is someone dead and rotting in your trunk and am I in hell sort of way? You guys, we will link this post in the show notes. It's so worth your time. It went super viral. It's been shared a billion times for very good reason. You've got to yeah. check it out. What comes after this? I was dying. <laughs> okay. It gets worse from here. It doesn't get better from here, you guys. No, it gets, it gets worse. so much worse. And shout out to Anna's husband for saying, this girl embarrassed herself so much on this date and I love her all the more for it. And we are now married and have two beautiful kids and check her out, Anna Lynn Thomas. This as a single girl, this has become the new standard by which I will judge all men yes. that I date. If I did that to you on our first date, would you react like her husband did? And if you wouldn't, bye-bye. We're done. Nice. So uh, let's see what happens next. So she says to Ross, hey, my favorite part is coming up. Who doesn't pause the movie when the person you're watching oh, yeah, good it with call. Your first that. gets up to go to the bathroom? Because like at one point she like knocks and she's like, I feel like it's starting to get weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you're starting to freak me out. This is when Ross is like, I give up. Like, there's just, there's no answer to this. So he finally comes out of the bathroom holding his leather pants and like a lotion powder pasted ball. He's just holding right. it. <laughs> He's just wearing underwear. And he goes, I had a problem. <laughs> Phoebe and Joey are at Central Perk and Joey apologizes to Phoebe for telling her her, her teaching method was stupid. We go back to Monica and Rachel's and everyone is in there. Ross walks in in a shirt and underwear. Hold and and I'm thinking to myself, why didn't he go home to change first? Like, doesn't he live like across the street? They go over to Ross's all the time to like, I'm gonna grab a whatever. I got to do Isn't the thing that later that he lives across the street. Oh, is it? Yeah, he, he moves living into right like now? naked guys apartment. Yes, eventually. is that later? Oh, but no, because he must live there because that's how he finds out about Chandler and Monica. That's right. So he must live there by I don't point. know. But I'm just like, you could either walk to Monica's or, or take a cab to Monica's or you could take a cab home. Right. But he didn't. He decided to go into the apartment wearing his underwear, no pants on. Right. And he's just super defeated. He's like, this year was supposed to be great. And I'm like, dude, we all felt this way this year. Like Who it was supposed to be that? great. <laughs> It yeah. was supposed to be great. And he goes, I'm a loser. And this is when Monica tells him, Ben doesn't think you're a loser. Look, he drew this picture of you. And it's of him as a cowboy because of the leather pants. Right. And he's like, oh, like I could be a good cowboy. Like I, I'm good. I'm good. The leather pants are good. Right. That's it's all my good. favorite part. I would make a good cowboy. <laughs> he absolutely would not. <laughs> And so Monica then decides this is a great time to do <coughs> laundry. Laundry, which, and then her and Chandler scoot right out the door. Yeah, Chandler's like, oh, um, I'll join laundry. you. Laundry, yeah. Uh, so, which made me think of euphemisms for sex. Uh, do you remember, do you recall that when we were Making in high school? coffee. So we had two distinct euphemisms that we used to refer to people having sex. And one was making coffee. They're making coffee. Why? I don't remember why. I just I remember either. making coffee. The other one was going to Michigan. Going oh, to Michigan. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know where that stemmed from. Do you? Do you know why I didn't forget about it? 
No. We were in Southern California when this happened. Yeah. And so going to Michigan was sort of just like this random weird state in the middle of nowhere that we mm-hmm. picked. And then I moved to Wisconsin. Do you know what state is right next to Wisconsin? Michigan. Michigan. Actually, I also lived in Ohio. You know which state is right above Ohio? Michigan. So it was a very commonplace thing in my life for people to say, I'm going we're going to Michigan. <laughs> and every <laughs> damn time I was like, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> like a 12-year-old. <laughs> Stupid. We invite you, listeners, feel free to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so Rachel's now left with Joey. Okay. So she like knows what's going on, right? Right. And, she, and she's promised not to gossip. Right. So she's like, Joey, uh, mm, and he's like, no, 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 <laughs> and I don't want to hear it. He's like, I don't want to know. And so she, uh, oh, because I'm sorry, we, we have to backtrack just a little bit. This has come up before between them. When she here, did we talk about this? When she hears them on the phone, uh, she runs over to That's Joey's right. house. She did. And she's like, I have a problem. It's so huge. You have to promise me you won't tell anyone. And this is when he plugs his ears and he's like, and then yeah. like, he's still doing that when Chandler comes home and holds the chicken up to yes, his face. Yes. Now Rachel and Joey are alone in the kitchen. And so she's like, but if, if you figured it out and I didn't tell you, right. it wouldn't be gossip. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but th- so they're kind of like walking around each other, like trying to decide. And she's like, she's like, would you go over at, there's a book in Chandler's bedroom that I would like, could you go get that for me? And he's like, now you, you want it now? And she's like, yeah, is there a problem with getting it now? And he's like, no, no, no problem. And he's like, you don't know anything. Well, this is when he asks her, do you know something? And she's like, do you know something? And he's like, I might know something. She's like, I might know something too. And they know, they think. And then they give each other the side eye. Right. And then uh, he's like, you don't know anything. So then she's like, I don't. Then I'm going to go over and get the book. And then that's why he's like, like, you know. And he's so happy that she knows because finally, 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 he's not alone in this secret. Yes, he can talk about it with somebody. But then he's like, but but we can't tell anybody else. And then, of course, that's when Phoebe walks right in. This season actually has a lot of really memorable episodes. Early on in the season, Phoebe gives birth to the triplets. And then there's also the one with Ross's sandwich. My (laughs) sandwich. I love that episode. And there's the one where everybody finds out, which is probably my favorite episode. This is when Phoebe tries to seduce Chandler. Is that the one where she's like, great, it will be very fun. I'm very bendy. I'm very bendy. And she's (laughs) like, I'm looking forward to having, what does she say? Like Sexual intercourse. Yes, sexual intercourse. (laughs) I'm looking forward to making coffee. I'm looking forward to going to Michigan with you. (laughs) So all in all, it was an awesome episode and it was a new year that begins like so many do kind of with a cluster. We have left out a final plot line, which is that all this time Chandler has been holding back every joke that he wanted to make. This is true. This is on the end credits. Yes. Yeah. At the end credits, he comes in, he gives $50 to Ross and he just like lays into everybody with everything he wanted to say. One of them is Hornswoggle. Are you dating a character from Fraggle Fraggle Rock? Rock? Which is just like so great. (laughs) So good. Yeah. So I just had to throw that in there that he finally cracked. This really is an enjoyable episode. Like when we started talking about which New Year's episode we were going to do, I was like, we have to do the one with the routine. Oh my gosh. But honestly, like this one is so funny. And I had remembered so many 
parts of this episode. I just didn't remember that it had anything to do with New Year's, which is kind of funny. In truth, it doesn't actually have a lot to do with New Year's Eve per se, but it does have a lot to do with the way resolutions kind of tend to go. Right. Right? Like this is what we can come to expect in January. Any any grand plan we make in December, uh, I will say, and I feel like it's worth saying, and I hope that other people have their own positives about 2020. Like the year was hard. The year was hard for a lot of reasons. And some people were impacted so much more. Okay. And I want to be sensitive and definitely hold space for that. But I will say the year wasn't entirely terrible, at least not for me. It did bring some really positive things. Like we started this fun podcast and it's been a real joy in my life to get to do this with my best friend. We laugh a lot. We're revisiting a lot of classics and it's just been an awesome creative outlet. And people have been so supportive and generous with listening and subscribing and rating. And we love you so much. We love you. And like people say, like, we love you, but like, no, like we love you in a weird way. We do. Like in a slightly (laughs) uncomfortable, slightly inappropriate way. No, like it's been really like the support that we have gotten from people has been incredible. And, and we appreciate that. And 2020 brought it. Well, and I was just thinking, you know, me that who likes to have rituals around everything, like perhaps this year, this New Year's Eve, where we have to maybe be a little bit more subdued and, you know, we're not going to be surrounded by as many people. And, you know, we want to gently welcome 2021. (laughs) Right. Perhaps a nice tradition to start. And I would invite you to carry this through to all of your New Year's, even the ones that are more exciting than this one. Maybe sit down and instead of thinking about all the ways that this year has been a dumpster fire, think about the good things that it's brought you. And I hope that even if this year has just felt like the worst, most awful thing to come into your life and you have lost people you loved and you have had job loss, financial challenges, um, sick family members. There's so many things, things. Mm -hmm. but I hope that somewhere in there, there has been even just the tiniest kernel of something that felt like a good moment and to, to look for that good moment and to carry the energy of that good moment into 2021 instead of all of the other things. But I hope that for all of us, there was some good in there. I know, in fairness, I there have been many good things that have happened to me in this right. year. Uh, and I'm grateful for them. And I am grateful to have a friend like Lori uh, to have a good time with. Look at how emotional we're being. Um, and I'm really grateful for this podcast. It's been so much fun. And it's been so much fun to share with people and to know that it has brought people some enjoyment in a bit of a dreary year. Yeah. And I would love to tell you guys like, oh my God, we have so much planned for 2021. And like we do, we have like a nice, tidy Google spreadsheet. Um, My type anus. Yeah, I did. I said type anus. (laughs) Type A hyphen Ness. My type anus. True story. My brother has a shirt that says, does anal retentive have a hyphen? (laughs) I think it does. (laughs) The editor in me says it does. There's the type A person. (laughs) so I'd, I'd love to be able to like give you guys a sneak peek about what we're looking forward to in 2021. I can't do that. I can't overpromise. So all I'm going to tell you is the spreadsheet is a really good one. I'm not exactly sure where we're going from here, but it's going to be super fun. And we hope that you continue to listen and support us and reach out on social media. We are very, very active on social and we love engagement with you guys. We love talking to you guys. If you have suggestions for show ideas, we're here for them. And we love you, love you, love you. We love you a hundred. We love you very, very much. And we wish you a very 
happy new year and a very happy 2021. But please, gently, (laughs) gently welcome it in. Ever so softly. And no, no kissing people outside of your bubble. I'm sorry. I just can't stop being a nurse. (laughs) But you can have sex at midnight. Please do. If if that will help us, please (laughs) take one for the team. What if it was the answer? Right. Like how many people, forget how many people we need vaccinated. How many people have to have sex at the stroke of midnight? You're a midwife. You might be super busy come October. Because pregnancy is 10 months, people. I don't care what they say. It's 40 weeks. No, it's this is a thing. I believe that it's September 16th or 17th is like the most common birthday because <laughs> I have a, get a little technical here because 38 <laughs> weeks prior to that is Christmas. And I you're like, son with weeks. a mid-September birthday. I, I'm t- so we know what you were doing. <laughs> like, and it, because 40 weeks is how long a pregnancy lasts, but that is counting two weeks where you really weren't pregnant. Like that's Uh, not when the pregnancy happened. So 38 weeks from Christmas is mid-September. And yes, the midwives are super busy. Like it is known. Like we're always like, oh, happy holidays. We'll see you in September. (laughs) Ready for the baby boom. Yeah. So, you know, do your part. Support a midwife. (laughs) Have sex New Year's Eve. It'll be great. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this very special episode of the Untitled Gen X podcast. If you can't wait to hear more, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And because we are still newbies in this space, if you'd leave us a rating and review wherever you listen, it would mean everything. You can find us on the web at theuntitledgenxpodcast.com. We're also on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at The Untitled Gen X Podcast. We hope you keep in touch, beautiful people. Bye. Happy New Year. Woohoo.